Welcome back, everyone. It's Tuesday, September 19th. Lots to cover today. Unlike yesterday, we are now at the dawn of the Fed rate decision day. So I'm recording this on Tuesday after market hours around 9 p.m. Hope you had a great uh, day if you're listening to this Wednesday morning. Hope you have a great day. But um, let's jump right into today's session. I'm going to call this so you're telling me there is a chance. And if um, you've never seen the movie Dumb and Dumber with Jim Carrey, I highly recommend it. Um, an older movie. Uh, and I don't know if this type of movie could have come out today with all of the uh, intricacies of being politically correct. Um, but I will uh, post a trailer to the show notes if you've never heard of or seen Dumber and uh, Dumb and Dumber. It's just so funny, classic movie. Um, so let's jump into breath first, um, and then I'll kind of go through what stuck out today. Um, let me just pull that up real quickly. It was ready to go, but I lost my tab on the browser so it was very similar to yesterday in that new highs were 114 and new lows were 402 so if you recall a monday session it was like 100 new highs and 300 new lows so very similar but the complexion was a little bit different whereas monday there was very low volume and we were just comatose the whole day we had a very sharp sell-off uh, at the open, the Dow was down over 300 points. The Nasdaq was down over 100 points at one point in the session. But magically around 1 o'clock, someone pressed the buy button on the on the indices slash Magnificent 7. And we rallied and tried to claw our way out of the sell-off. Um, the Dow closed down 100 points. Again, it was down at 1.300 plus. The NASDAQ closed down 32 points. And the S&P closed down 9 points. It could have been much, much worse. Uh, looking at sectors today, uh, no real good news here. Every sector was red, pr pretty much. Um, healthcare was up 0.07%. And communication services was up 0.02%. So those are nothing burgers. They cancel each other out, basically. Uh, but what led down to the downside was utilities, then industrials, energy, and consumer cyclical. At the beginning of the day, technology was leading again to the downside, which is not good. Uh, but they tried to recover some toward the end of the day. Um Let's see, when I take a look at what uh, percent for advancing declining, we had 34% advancing and 60% declining to, on the session for Tuesday. For shares below its 50-day moving average, we're creeping up now. It was like 71% on Monday session. It's 72.7% today. The 10-year um, remains kind of sticky here. Uh, still high in relative terms and 
it's not a lifetime high, but it's a multi-year high. We broke out of the recent high of three point, I'm sorry, um, so we closed at 4.36, and 4.36 was the recent high, um, but we also are now making 15-year highs on the 10-year. So not too good. Um, in addition to yields, oil is not relenting. Oil is continuing to go higher, so that's also very bad news for inflation. And with Jerome Powell and the Fed uh, making their rate decisions on Wednesday, having both interest rates rise and oil rise is not helpful uh, for the fight against inflation. It'll be interesting to see what happens on Wednesday. As a refresher, the last um, rate hike day, if you recall, um, the last time he had a big meeting, what happened was uh, prices were soft prior, uh, and then they rallied while Jerome Powell was speaking. And as soon as he was done, the sell-off ensued uh, in earnest. So I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen on Wednesday, but this is going to be a very big deal because not only are we going to learn about the the fate of the rate, is are they going to hike, not hike, cut? Um, they're also going to lay a foundation for the next few um, meetings and what their guidance is going to be on what they're going to do with the rates. So a lot is hinging on the back half of uh, this year. We only have three more months, uh, three and a half, uh, basically months left in the year. And what happens this week, the close of Friday, I believe will set the tone for the rest of 2023. And um, other things that stuck out to me today, I don't want to forget talking about this, Um so there was a sorry that was my dog i'm going to just uh, power through it i think you hear someone outside um but basically there was a quote that not many people are 100 percent sure if rothschild was the one attributable to it but there's a quote that says give me control of a nation's money and i care not who makes its laws so everyone in the global financial system is waiting on bated breath for Wednesday. Um, today's session really could have been worse than it was, but the Magnificent Seven turned around at that one o'clock uh, time frame. Um, I would say the morning session, the volume was very low. I've been posting on Substack notes that the breath volume down uh, was not even that much of a sell-off to basically crack the market this morning. So that was pretty uh, dangerous scenario. Um, oil and the 10 year remain very high. And then the other thing I wanted to mention that stuck out was IPOs. You have ARM that IPO'd like last week. It's a semiconductor stock. This is the second time that ARM as a company IPO'd by the way. So uh, that is a warning on itself. And this is also the um, Instacart coming out today on IPO. It's the first time that SoFi Bank underwrit an IPO. So it just has the hallmark 
potential of just falling flat on its face. Uh, everyone on Bloomberg and CNBC all morning was touting Instacart, the IPO. Uh, you know, they were talking about all the VCs, all the success, what they do for grocery deliveries. That they have a side business. Of, they have all of our data, so they have an advertising business where they sell this data for targeted ads. Blah blah blah. It opened up. It has a high of like 42 and change, like 42.95. And at that point, Bloomberg and CNBC, all the talking heads were pitching this. Like, hey, if this does well, it's going to open up the floodgates in 2024 for IPOs, yada, yada, yada. And sure enough, even despite uh, the turnaround in the indices in Magnificent 7, Instacart sold off. It closed near the lows of the day and... Uh, I was just totally baffled, right? Because while it was going down, uh, one of the anchors was like, oh yeah, it's down from its 40% pop on the IPO. And then the, the, the other anchor or newscaster said, well, it's still uh, up 20% from the offering price. Yeah, but hey, what if you bought the first hour at 40 or $42? You're down 15, 20% at the close in a day. Why doesn't anyone ever mention that? So, uh, you know, as I, this is why I say stocks are always sold. You might be buying Apple because you think it's a great company, but you are also been bombarded with Apple product uh, messaging, product marketing, stock marketing, uh, social marketing from all your friends and family. So are you really a buyer of Apple or did they sell that stock to you? Right? And that's where that old adage comes from, that all stocks are sold. Uh, so yeah, when you take a look at ARM, ARM is down uh, after its IPO. right? And I mentioned history has shown whether it takes one day, one month, one year, or a decade, all IPOs revisit the IPO offering price, no matter what. But ARM... It, it IPO'd at like 56, skyrocketed uh, to like $70, and it's trading at 53 right now. So that happened in less than a week. Um, so yeah, it, it, you know, it's kind of criminal, I think, that, you know, at a late stage of a multi-year, decade-long bull market, they're still bringing these overvaluated companies. I'm not saying they're bad companies. They're just overvalued. When you look at any metric, whether it's earnings, sales to uh, price to sales, price to earnings ratios, they're just overvalued. And they're already priced for hyper growth. So if they don't grow as fast as they're expected to, I don't know what's going to happen with the share prices of these. Um, so that is kind of a summary of today's session um, what was strong today? Not you know nothing really stuck out other than like the macro stuff like yields. Um, Lyft was strong. There it was up three and a half percent, three point three. Etsy was up two point nine six percent. Cura Sushi was up two point five. But note that's been in a heavy sell off in the past few sessions, so it might just be dead cat bouncing. Crocs was up to two point three five percent. Also in a bounce mode from a recent sell-off. What was weak? That list is much longer. 
But what stuck out was uh, Carvana, CVNA, down 8.5%. Sweetgreen, my favorite uh, salad place, down 6.6%. Coin, down 4.2%. DraftKings, down 3.7%. Disney, down 3.6%. They're announcing they're going to spend billions in reinvesting in these theme parks because that's like 30% of their revenue and theme park visitors. Um, theme park numbers are down a lot. Kehovanian, the home builder, new home builder, down 3.5. Kava, the recent summer IPO of Greek quick service restaurant, down 3%. Block, ticker symbol SQ, down 2.83. And MGM, down 2.7%. Maybe that hack is catching up to them finally. They're still not out of it, by the way. Um, and what to watch, it's really the Fed at 2 o'clock, the rate decision. And at 2.30, Jerome Powell speaks in front of a microphone and he'll hem and haw and say, we're data dependent, uh, we still need to fight inflation, uh, and like people are just going to pick apart every word, the dot plot. There's a dot on his graph that shows a potential hike in the future people are gonna be like oh is that dot still there did they take the future rate cut dot out it is a bleep show okay this is not what financial markets were supposed to be that we're all just waiting with our hands together praying to this man to stop raising interest rates because we're all addicted to debt This is not a financial market, but that's where we're at right now. Keep watching yields. Keep watching uh, oil, crude oil, uh, and energy. And it's really good luck, you know. No one knows what's going to happen on Wednesday with the Federate decision. Uh, We're all at his will right now, at his whim. Uh, And and watch the Magnificent Seven, right, because... There's so much money locked up into these shares. Apple is still like 20% of the NASDAQ 100. That one stock. If you add up the Magnificent 7, it's like over 50% of the whole index. Um, So when hot money, when big money, when Goldman, BlackRock, uh, all these hedge funds, they have to move all their money out out of risk and into bonds despite yields and despite bond prices continuing to crater that's what you'll see they'll sell apple they'll sell nvidia they'll sell tesla and they'll go into like pfizer j and j abv treasury bonds uh that's what will happen if risk is off if risk is on you're gonna see new highs very soon uh for all the magnificent seven So we're literally at this really dangerous point in the markets that could go either way depending on how uh, the prices react to one man's words on Wednesday. With that, I hope you have a great day. I'll see you on the next podcast. Later.